Welcome to the Now That's Gaming podcast, bringing you a look into my life of gaming. This is going to be a interesting topic because indie gaming is something that I discovered around 10 years ago and is something I really enjoyed ever since and seeing how it developed over the course of the years of playing many indie games has been an awesome experience to seeing how everything is from then to now and how many developments in terms of gameplay graphics different designs story driven non-story driven puzzles things have gotten a lot more creative but i want to go back to the past my past and how i got into indie games Let's start off with number seven, which is I Want to Be the Guy. This is my first indie game, at least in terms of it being a fan-made game that I remember playing. And this was released in 2007. It had Nintendo characters and themes. And in this particular game, you played as a kid and it was difficult AF. This is the first game that in my opinion, started the whole death trap thing that I can remember. And it was one of my first difficult platforming games, if not the first difficult platform games that I played through. And I never beat this game, but I did get like halfway or a little bit halfway through the game. This game was really frustrating playing it a long time ago. And I just remember spikes, falling spikes, falling apples and other hazards and enemies coming to get you. And then there is also some really devious things that happen and changes when you think you're just going to get to the next checkpoint or get to the next area of the game, something randomly comes and kills you. And now that doesn't seem crazy. There's a lot of games that do that. But back then there were not as a lot, especially when you play games like on new grounds back then when a lot of stuff was in flash before a lot of the games came onto steam. Uh, a lot of these cool fan games has some really weird things happening, but yeah, playing, I want to be the guy was a something that I'll definitely remember, especially the reason I even found out about the game was because of my friend and he linked me to a, YouTube channel that I watched and that got me really interested in the game a lot more back then when I was more interested in watching a lot of games being played. But now going into a lot of these stuff, it's just really fun to see what kind of evil stuff is in these current games. Not so far behind I Want to Be the Guy is Braid. This was released in 2009, so 10 years ago, which is absolutely crazy. If you've never heard of Braid before, this is a puzzle platformer. So imagine a storybook game where you're going around and kind of somewhat inspired by the Super Mario Bros franchise and some of the enemy designs and a lot of cool things uh, were in this game, like the time manipulation. So in this particular game, time manipulation was very important going forward in time, fast forwarding, and also slowing down time going backwards. So it has that element. You literally put puzzles together that you can collect in order to unlock the next area. And it was just a really fun experience. I never beat Braid. Like, I want to be the guy. This is another game on this list that I got halfway through. 
And then I could not beat it for the life of me. Back then, I wasn't really a fan of puzzle games as much as I like them nowadays. Since uh, back then, I wasn't really into the whole thinking aspect and just more of a reactive person and just like to go from the starting part to the end in a quick succession but now that i've gotten older i'm more keen to playing a lot of these puzzle games so this one was one that i want to go back to and i might go back to i want to be the guy although there is some really crazy sections in that one but for braid that is a game I believe I can come back to and I can go back to now and complete it. That would definitely be an amazing accomplishment for me. And it's just another game I remember fondly uh, playing on Steam when Steam and I was still really new to Steam because I didn't really play on it until the orange box came out. And I think that was in like 2007 or something, right? If I'm not mistaken. So I was still very new to playing on a lot of the PC games and just playing Braid and finding it and being introduced to this indie concept, which I wasn't still familiar with at the time. I don't even think I knew anything about things being indie. And it was just something that I remember and Braid, you're just a game that I'm glad that I played because if I never played that game, I may have never touched other indies in the future. Moving on to a game that probably doesn't need an introduction or explanation, but I'm going to do it anyway. This is Super Meat Boy, which is a platforming game, a really difficult one in a similar vein as I Want to Be the Guy. This one is a game that came out later than Braid and I Want to Be the Guy. And at first, it wasn't known a lot. A lot of stuff with Microsoft, they didn't really spread it around. So a lot of information of how it became popular is people's word of mouth. So a lot of stuff online, a lot of videos, a lot of YouTube stuff really helped shape Super Meat Boy. And I feel like if a lot of word of mouth didn't do it, it wouldn't got as popular as it would have been. It probably still would have been really well known, but like not to this day where it's one of the giants in the indie gaming pioneer on Steam and such. This is a game that I did complete. This is the first difficult game that I ever completed. And I remember doing it one night. It was a really not like dark night and it was raining and stuff. I remember I actually played this on my CRT TV. It's really weird how I had that hooked up and stuff back then before HD TVs. And I had all that crazy fancy stuff. But back then I played it and I remember having a time of my life playing through that one, having a lot of frustration. There's a light world and a dark world. So the light world is the normal one and the dark world is a much harder version. So there's different levels in those that are really crazy. But the thing is, this connects back to I want to be the guy in a way because this game has warp zones. So in warp zones, you collect bandages and you can also unlock characters. So the kid from I want to be the guy is in Super Meat Boy and I played those stages which are as brutal as they were in I want to be the guy. I remember dying hundreds of times before beating that. I think it took me like a few days and I wanted to give up, but I never did. And I can 
picture in my head exactly when I beat it. And I think I was on the verge of tears because at the time I never played a game that hard. And, you know, being a platforming fan back then, there weren't like super difficult games. Don't get me wrong. There were difficult 3D games in the era of PS2 and before that. But yeah, in terms of like what I was really used to, this was crazy. So beating the kids and unlocking that character was one of the gaming achievements that I can remember if I ever had to make a list, which would probably be really fun to do. In this game, you can also play as other indie related characters and also a head crab from the Half-Life series. So that was very cool having Minecraft and Bit Trip Runner, really neat characters. And all the characters you do unlock in Super Meat Boy have their own type of play style. So it's different and it's always nice and refreshing to go back to it. I'm really happy that I beat Super Meat Boy and I actually beat it like a few times actually now, uh, a few times. So if you're wanting to get into a difficult platforming game, I think Super Meat Boy is a good gateway platformer. The next game on this list is perhaps the most popular and well-known indie game, which is Cave Story. Cave Story is my first PC Metroidvania game and I shamely never beat. It's crazy, like a lot of these games on this list, I actually never completed, or at least half of the games. I know it has around four endings and I really wanna go back to it one day. And there's like a lot of 2D platforming and a lot of shooting and a lot of indie games were definitely inspired by the 2D shooter cave story. There's a lot of games and, you know, using the whole engine very similar to it. And to this day, there's still a lot of Cave Story inspired games. So this just like goes to show how big Cave Story was. And it's a really adorable game where you play as a protagonist who has amnesia. So nothing crazy there, but you go through a game to save some really cute rabbit-like creatures. There's around 15 levels and 20 boss battles. So this was a really adorable game and has some pretty decent pixel art and i know like an ex like not an expansion but an updated version of this game came out cave story plus and that added like some extra features and it made the graphics hd which was a nice change and it's also nice that they have options where you can change uh, the graphics back to the original so if you want that original style I always like when games give you that option and cave story gives you a lot of different options with the gameplay consisting of weapons and like killing enemies and then that upgrades your weapon and makes it more powerful there were a lot of different bosses in the game and there were a lot of creative things in the game and it gets really creative and weird and dark as it goes on so it changes the whole tone and it's a game that i recommend playing if you're a fan since cave story isn't like particularly long until you try to go after the endings and it gets a lot longer but for a gateway Metroidvania, I think that's a pretty solid one. But there's so many Metroidvania games, so many solid ones nowadays. So there's so many options out there. But Cave Story is definitely an awesome game that really held my heart. And I remember having a lot of fun with it from what I did actually play of it. 
with three games left, we have Terraria or Terraria, Terraria, a solid sandbox game. This was around the same period as Minecraft when it was rising in popularity. And I remember playing it with my friends. This is a game I never really played solo. I always like these kind of games like Minecraft and Terraria where you have this aspect of playing with your friends and crafting and building different things and declarations and having houses. It was a cool way to transition from the 3D world of Minecraft into a 2D plane. And I remember at the time, a lot of people saying, oh my goodness, this is this Minecraft and then it's garbage and all of that stuff. But then it came around to becoming its own game. It's a game that I'm glad didn't just take stuff from Minecraft, and but expanded upon that with different bosses. And over time, this game has a ton more content than Minecraft. And there's even more content to this day. This game came out a long time ago, 2011. So eight years of support. And get this, all the updates were free. So all the stuff that they added were free, they kept to their promise all the way to the end. And the cool thing is there's one more update, I think in the works coming out at the, uh, sometime this year. And, and that's going to be the journey's end, which adds a crazy amount of extra content to an already game with a crazy amount of content in it already. If you've never played Terraria, it's a really fun game going around digging. Uh, if you're just like want to relax, although there's a lot of enemies in this game, so that at sometimes you can't really relax at all. But it's just a game that you can play with your friends. And if you do choose to play solo, it's still really fun to do that. Uh, I still recommend playing with friends just because it's just that experience. You can turn on PvP. There's also different servers. There's a lot of different mods created by the awesome creators in the community and there's a lot of different maps and stuff so there's so much replayability in this game especially with all of the content in it already that you can like play how you want with chill hardcore you can play like losing everything it has a lot of customization to really cater to what the player wants and that's why it's really special to me and I can see this being really special to the people in the community and also in the whole indie gaming niche, being a really big pioneer in this whole genre of sandbox games. The next game on this list is very special to me because it's a story rich game that literally made me cry. And that is To The Moon. If you've never heard of this game, it's basically a story where you have two traveling doctors that go through the past of a dying man's wish and memories to fulfill that wish in his head. It's a very depressing game because you relive a lot of these regrets and moments that you kind of think back on into your life and things that you regret. And it really is very depressing, but it's a really uplifting game at the same time. Just thinking about it really makes me teary-eyed still. And having this game being my first really narration that I played, this is an isometric top-down type of view and discovering secrets for a broken world. And by the end of the game, you have like a broken heart. You have to put these pieces back together to see why this particular world and what really happened. And there's a lot of 
interesting things in this game and I really recommend checking it out. There's other games that came out since then that I didn't keep up with from Freebird Games. They're the developers that seem to do a lot of story-driven games and I really need to check on this other game called Finding Paradise which seems to have really good reviews as well. I just don't want to go through Heartbreak again and having to go through it. Oh man, it's a game that if you're really looking for a story-rich game or if you want to get into one that's not long, I think it was only like a few hours or so and it definitely is a lot of fun to play with a little bit of puzzle elements. There's not a lot of gameplay in here, but there is definitely a lot of heart. To the Moon is a game that also inspired me to start learning piano and over the course of many years, I practice on and off, but I'm starting to go back into it again and wanting to learn the song For River. If you haven't heard of that song, then feel free to go on YouTube right now and listen to it. It's a very touching song with repeated patterns, which is very important to the game and the story. And it's just something that really just brings a tear to my eye. To the Moon is a game I really love. I guess going into the last game, this also has a very emotional impact on me. It's not my first narration game, but it is one of the first along with To the Moon. And this is Bastion. It's a game that has narration by a narrator. So I guess in that sense, it was the first game that I ever played that had that kind of narration of someone talking as you play. Otherwise, there's just silence in a game. You have your combat with your character in an isometric action game and you discover secrets and all of that stuff. And this world is like in pieces and you have to repair it. So you put all those pieces back together and it has this Western type of theme and you have upgrades and all cool type of weapons with guns and all of that awesome stuff. We have a melee weapon as well. You use a lot of dodging and this is a really cool special game that's not there's nothing really anything like this one. And what's also really nice is the hand painted backgrounds and stuff. It's an absolutely gorgeous game that I still look at to this day and it still holds up really well. And this kind of carries on into the next title that was released, which was Transistor, which is another awesome game that I played a few years ago. And it's just one of the games that really held onto me, Bastion. It's like something that was very special because during that time I didn't have internet and I didn't have a lot of games installed on Steam. So that was one of the few games that I had. And also at that time, I was going through some things and it really kind of helped me get through that. Uh, one very important game in my life, among others, that really uh, inspired me to really enjoy indie gaming and got me into it a lot more. All of these seven games, I still look back on fondly. They're just amazing titles and different parts of my life discovering different aspects like story driven and difficult games and also really bringing me into the whole indie niche it's very important at least for me that i play these games because i may have never really delved more into any games or you know like before these games i always kind of thought indie games were meh and like basic and like not as good as a lot of triple a games but 
now after playing so many indie games there are so many beautiful stories so many uh, hard-working developers in the industry and i'm really happy to be playing many of the games to this day and finding awesome games to this day Hopefully this episode allowed you to remember some games that you first played in the past of any games. If you had to take one of these games, I would recommend to you To The Moon for a story-driven one. And if you wanted to play a really difficult platforming game, Super Meat Boy. Those two, I think, would really uh, fulfill you. Those are my gateway games for those two genres. And I was really happy to do this one. Really really nostalgic about this particular episode and if you did enjoy it and if you're listening on podbean then feel free to share your stories of your first indie games whether it be any type of indie game in the comments section i would always love and i would always reply and like to read different people and how they came into the genre because it's different from for everyone and it's always cool to see how uh, our experiences differ and if you want to leave a rating or any feedback for this particular podcast audio episode, then feel free to do that. And if you're like indie or like Nintendo content, then consider following me and also spreading the word because I'm going to have a lot of awesome topics in the Nintendo and indie uh, genre. So everyone, until next time, thank you for listening. And take care.